Hello, Pastor Inslee here from Homefields Baptist Church with part 14 in our series entitled Walking with Abraham. So grab your copy of the Bible, your, your copy of the Word of God, and we'll pick up our study there in Genesis chapter 18. You know, last week in our study, we talked about Abraham's obedience and that he staggered not at the promises of God, as Paul talks about there in Romans chapter 4. But today we're going to begin chapter 18, where Abraham is visited by three very different visitors. So let's just begin reading right there in chapter 18. We'll read down to verse 8 or so, and then we'll see what the Lord has for us uh, in today's lesson. Verse 1 says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do, and as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the earth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And let's just pause there in our reading and ask the Lord to bless this time here. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this moment, Lord. We thank you for these, these handful of verses uh, that you could use to speak to our hearts. So we thank you for the testimony of Abraham, uh, this man whom you used uh, uh, to do great and mighty things. Lord, we thank you for his life story. And we ask that uh, you use these verses to apply to our hearts today, Lord. Help us to see and help us to learn what you want us to learn and see, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you know, we talked about last week and in, in, in the circumcision and his faith and his obedience and all those things. Uh, but today we have Abraham again meeting these three individuals, these three enigmatic men, uh, the Bible calls uh, them. But very clearly right here in verse 1, we see that they're not just men. Uh, we see that it is the Lord himself that visits. Uh, verse 1 says, And the Lord appeared unto him. So it's very clearly a theophany or a Christophany. And a theophany is defined as the physical manifestation of God to man, as in he is, he is making himself present or, or appear before man in, or in man form. But since the Apostle John tells us that at, at least twice or many other times, uh, that man, that no man has seen God. Uh, in verse 18 of John chapter 1, John writes, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 also states that the Son is the express image of the person of God, which means in all likelihood, Abraham very clearly here, according to verse 1 and some other New Testament passages, Abraham is meeting the Lord in person. Remember John 8, 56, when Jesus was before the Pharisees? He said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. And as we continue to read Genesis 18, we'll, we're going to see how glad Abraham was. He did rejoice. He did indeed rejoice to see the Lord Jesus Christ. He bowed down uh, to worship him. And if, as we read there in verse number 1, we'll also see that Mamre, 
is where Abraham first settled in the land of Canaan. You remember that a few chapters ago. It's where he built the altar uh, to the Lord in Bethel. Uh, but there he was, kind of pictured this scene. They're sitting in the door uh, of his tent, no doubt probably dozing off as he rested from his morning works. And even today, you'll kind of see that, uh, working a lot in the morning and a lot in the evening and kind of just taking a break when, when it's hot out. I mean, it's high noon. Uh, we see him doing these things here, resting in the day. And then verse 2 says, He lifted up his eyes and looked, and, uh, and lo, three men stood by him. And he saw, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door. He's getting up, and he runs over there to them, and he bows himself uh, toward the ground. Uh, so it's like he's almost asleep. Maybe I'm kind of reading in between the lines there. I realize that. And these men show up almost out of nowhere. Uh, they stood by him, but still a little, a little distance away. And I think that once Abraham started, he was kind of startled a little bit. He jumps up on his feet and runs to them. Uh, and regardless of how that happened, I still believe they kind of startled him, which explains his immediate response to these men uh, and his running towards them. I don't think Abraham would have ran towards anybody, uh, but at a minimum, uh, their, their walking around noon probably gave him a clue that there was something wrong. Uh, either they were not from around these parts or there was something special about these three men. And regardless of Abraham recognized the Lord immediately or not. Uh, because other than the fact that them walking around at noon, uh, they didn't appear to be anything supernatural about these men uh, yet anyway. I mean, Moses here records Abraham calling them men. He's certainly getting the story down through the generations from Abraham. But we get the idea as Abraham was coming to himself, maybe as he's approaching them and is, and is running full, full sprint, if you will, he realizes that he was in the presence of someone infinitely, infinitely greater than he was. He was in the presence of Almighty God. And I think he would have recognized God as he got close to him. Remember in Genesis 12, verse 3, the Bible states, The Lord appeared unto Abram. And in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, just a chapter ago, the Bible says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared unto Abram. So Abram has seen God before, and we don't know how that happened, but maybe he got the inner, inner witness of the, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I know they have their, their, their understanding of the Spirit is different than ours. But some, in some way, shape, or form, somehow, Abraham, either from seeing him before or the witness within, he recognized who God was. He recognized the Lord. And again, I believe this is to be the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has declared God the Father. So he must certainly recognize that while all three of these men were different, only one of them was God. You know, as they, as they stood there in the plains near Abraham's dwelling, Abraham ran to meet them. He bowed down. And notice he didn't bow down. He might have bowed down before the angels, but he bowed down to the Lord. Look at the, look at the end of verse 2 and the beginning of verse 3 again. It says, And he bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord. He didn't say, My sirs. He didn't say, My gentlemen. He didn't say, My, you know, my, he didn't reference any, any plurality of men. He referenced the Lord, singular. Abraham worshiped God. And I realize today that we're not Abraham. And other than faith, what was required of Abraham has not been required of us. But I think we miss something here. I think we miss many times what it means to be reverent. Abraham saw God and he ran to worship him. He ran at 99 years old. He ran to meet Jesus. 
And when have we ever run to meet God? And I'm not suggesting we run to the church meeting or even go past the speed limit in a hurry to get there, but that excitement, that reverence about meeting God. Yes, we believe that where two or more gathered in His name, there the Lord is in the midst, but we don't spiritually run to that meeting. We come together as a church, yes, we come together to worship Him, we come together to meet Him, but sweet, but somehow we miss we miss the power of his presence. We we turn apathetic to it, not Abraham. He he ran to worship. You know, for us sometimes a, a church gathering is just another hymn, just another song, just another sermon, just another gathering of the saints, some of whom who can't even manage to pay attention and even stay awake sometimes. Yes, we believe he's here among us, but it's really no big deal sometimes. We don't run to him. And I'm not so much talking about individual churches or just anybody in specifically, but I'm talking about Christianity in general. Let's not lose our reference to the presence of Almighty God, to the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham wouldn't dare invoke the Lord's name in vain, but we have Christians taking his name in vain today. Abraham knew God. He knew him. He knew him. He was a friend of God. And I know that we who are, who are listening here, uh, most of us, probably, if not all of us, know the Lord. We know that he's our Savior. But is he your friend? And more importantly, are you his friend? Abraham ran to worship God. I don't think Abraham couldn't get, or could get there fast enough. And I think that we should have that same mindset in our prayer life and our devotions. Let's, let's get to the Word of God. Let's, let's get to prayer time. Let's get to devotions. Let's get to church with an excitement about meeting the Lord. And then look at verse number 3. Verse 3 says, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Now notice the phrase again, If now I have found favor in thy sight. You know, this is a remarkable passage. And while there is much to be said about the so-called uh, law of first occurrence in the Bible, uh, especially when it's used by the same person, the same author, the same penman, like Moses using the same word over and over again, when we study his first usage of that word, it kind of adds some significance to it. But sometimes there is much to be said also of a second occurrence of that word. Uh, the Hebrew word used here for favor uh, is in the Hebrew letter C-H-N. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. But the other, the only other time it was used before this is in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, which states that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. Now the phrasing here is very similar. Noah found grace in God's eyes and Abraham found grace in God's eyes. Noah was the first person recorded to find grace with God, and Abraham was the second person recorded to find grace with God. Noah was the first person described as being righteous, and Abraham was the second person described as being righteous. And we can easily see that Abraham found grace because he staggered not at the promise of God concerning the seed. And we can easily also see that Noah whom the Bible later calls a preacher of righteousness, also found grace because he staggered not at the promise of God concerning the ark and God's deliverance of his family through the flood. Yes, they found grace because God shows mercy on whom God will show mercy, but also because they were great men of faith by grace through faith. 
So Abraham found favor in God's sight. And then notice now, now that the Lord was with him, he's right there with him. Abraham has found grace. Abraham is, Abraham's first request was to ask the Lord not to leave. He just showed up. And now Abraham says, well, now that you're here, please don't leave. Look, it says in verse 3, If now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away from thy servant. Please don't leave, I pray thee. Please don't leave. What a concept. You know, he was truly a friend of God. He truly wanted to be in the presence of God. He was a friend. It was like he went to church. He met the Lord. He knew he was there. He knew the Lord was there. And he just didn't want to leave. Have you ever been to church? And it's, maybe it's an evening service and, and the service is over, but you just don't want to go home. There's something about the sweet spirit that's among God's people. And you just want to be there. I think that's kind of what Abraham is getting at here. He doesn't want that spirit to go away. He doesn't want the Lord to go away. He sought the Lord. He wanted to be with the Lord. He didn't want God to leave. And he certainly wasn't going to leave before God left. He wanted to be with God. And then these last few verses here tonight, uh, verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, I want, to, I want you to point out, I want to point out how Abraham is reacting here. Remember, remember he's running. He's running to the tent. He's running this. He's doing all these things. Uh, but I want to point out that notice that he worshiped first. Remember, he ran out there to him. He bowed down before God and he served him. So he worshiped first and then he served him. And in his own actions, Abraham here provides us a glimpse of what real faith truly is. It is worship first and then work. It is faith before function, salvation before servitude. We serve because we are saved. And we're not saved because we served. Uh, you notice also that not only did Abraham worship first, he worshiped and then he served. He served. He just didn't worship and then go on and back and take a nap. He didn't go back and, and watch VidAngel. He started to stay there, to serve, to do things for God. Can you imagine him running out to meet the Lord, falling down to worship the Lord, maybe even on a Sunday morning, say from around 11 to 12, and then going back home, and then going back and sleeping at the on his couch or, or maybe there at the tent door. Abraham didn't do that. No, he worshiped and served. He worshiped and then he ministered. He ministered unto God. What a, what a remarkable statement this is. A few thousand years later, God would become permanently robed in flesh in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he would serve man. You know, the Bible doesn't say here, it talks about there in verse 4, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. We don't, it's not real clear who's doing the foot washing here, but just think about a few thousand years later when Jesus is actually in the flesh permanently and he's there in the upper room and he's washing the feet of his disciples. Now, the Lord knows all things. I wonder if this thought, this episode here with Abraham crossed his mind. Certainly, he must have thought of thousands of years Thousands of years earlier, Abraham was maybe washing his feet. Abraham was no doubt serving him. So Abraham is serving Jesus, and now Jesus is serving the apostles. Wow. Wow, what, a, what an example we have in Abraham. Abraham got to serve the Lord. I mean, we think about that and we get excited, but we can do the same thing today. 
In our ministry today, we can be like Abraham because we too can serve the Lord. Now, maybe we're not waiting on him specifically per se, but we are waiting on him when we are waiting on others. When we are serving others, we are serving God. It is actually a ministry to the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice also that Abraham didn't serve God alone. He went and recruited as many people as he could. He recruited his wife. He recruited his, his servant to help, with the, to help with the preparations for the feast. With haste, Abraham ran from the tent. He ran to the tent. He ran from the tent to the barns, preparing the feast and all of those things there. And then look at verse 8. Verse 8, verse 8 states that he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. You know, with haste, Abraham did all these things. Abraham worshipped and then prepared, no doubt, the very best of all he had and brought it before the Lord and waited upon him. He stood by them, the Bible says, under the tree, and they did eat. He stood by them, and they did eat. Abraham waited. He served. He stood by, expecting and predicting and anticipating what was needed? I picture him, I picture the Lord maybe going for a napkin and Abraham gets to the napkin before he does. I, I got it for you, Lord. And he picks it up to him. And what an example for us today. May we be in the service of others as Abraham was in the service of the Lord. He didn't have to be told. This was God whom he was serving. And when we serve the church and we serve others, we don't need to look for accolades. We don't need to look for guidance uh, in, in the small things. And I, I understand guidance is, has its place, but may we just serve the Lord with what we know to be done. Abraham knew what needed to be done and, and making him a, a feast, if you will. So he, do, he did what he knew. And very simply put, we as Christians can do today what we know to do. And when we do these things, we serve the Lord. We can do what we know. What a, what a blessing it is to see the life of Abraham and this great faith of this man serving God. I hope this lesson has been a blessing to you, been an encouragement to you. And until next time, I pray uh, that uh, you can be safe, be good, and be Christian. And next time we'll look at uh, the rest of this chapter. God bless you. Have a great evening.